Mike Test 1212, yours truly, Moose Harris. You're locked into another episode of Metaphor Moose, where you're journeying down the conversational rabbit hole with me. Depending on the subject matter and topic, I just go places, speak my mind, speak what I feel, and we go from there. And thank you for tuning in. Remember, at Moose underscore Harris on Twitter and Instagram, Anthony B. Daniels is the Facebook personal page. Um, and of course, I have Facebook pages for my two music radio shows, Urban Flosaurus and The Grapevine. I have two points that I want to bring up here today. Two things based off of things that have happened here this morning or here today because it's, it's early afternoon now here in Louisiana. It's right around like 12.30 p.m. right about now. So yes, two things that basically happened this morning that I want to talk about. And the foundational basis behind both of them is why. Why, and as you see as I lay down the details, why is it that these two things had to happen? You know, and no, I am not referring in this episode to the Cleveland Browns Pittsburgh Steelers football game from night before. That might get its own episode depending on how a little bit more details about the punishments and the fines and things like that come about. You know, I might give it a couple of days, a couple of weeks. I don't know, but this is not it. So quick background on the first thing. My wife is older than me. She's many years older than me. So therefore, because of that, I have stepkids that are roughly my age. I have a biological daughter And I have step-grandkids that are roughly around the same age. Middle school, high school, elementary school, all that. The step-kids I have through my wife are all 10 years younger than me or less. Directly, I have a couple that are like one or two years younger than me. But that's beside the point. The reason why I bring that up is because due to real-life circumstances, left and right, two of those step-grandkids, one being a freshman in high school, one being an eighth grader at the middle school, lives with us and has for the last year, year and a half or so. Almost two years total between uh, the two of them. Now, I'm not going to mention the high school itself. Uh, those around me here in South Louisiana probably already have an idea what I refer to. But I received a phone call this morning from my wife, who's at work herself, being the, 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 the general manager of the restaurant she's general manager of. I ain't giving no freebies and shout outs to nobody right now this morning. <laughs> Calls me and tells me I need to go pick up a step-granddaughter. I'll go check up on her because her high school has received a bomb threat this morning. And by this morning, remember I said it's roughly around 12.30 right now as, as I'm recording this. So what I mean by this morning, I'm receiving this phone call probably around like 8.30, 9 o'clock, 8, yeah, about 8.30, 9 o'clock, something like that, 8, in between 8 and 9, roughly be on the same side, and apparently they've been dealing with this whole issue since 7, 7.30 this morning, matter of fact, the original phone call that came that let us know that the situation was even going down came from my granddaughter from school using somebody else's phone as I was dropping my wife off to work, which would have been around like 6.30, 7 o'clock this morning. 
roughly. So, I understand, you know, and I ain't gonna lie, there was a little bit of confusion. There was a little bit of a clustering going on. You check my Facebook, I have video footage there from um, one of the main moments of, of me going out there and waiting to take my granddaughter out of school. You know, it was a little bit of a cluster. You'll see the, the profile statuses I put up on my personal Facebook page and the video I put up in reference to us. I actually have a couple other pictures that I'll probably be probably be posting on my Facebook page and my Instagram page, Twitter pages, right after this recording. So, part of the cluster was in the way things spread. Now, remember, one thing I always say is that everything I talk about here, just about any discussion you can have with anybody, could eventually boil down to two things. Those two things have always been overpopulation and technology. In this particular case, we're talking about technology. Because, first of all, my granddaughter was probably no more than, I'm going to put a time and say maybe 15 to 20 minutes in to the whole ordeal. Now, police SWAT sheriff's office, as far as I know, didn't find anything. To the part to where they were talking about resuming classes. Way too many parents out there would, would basically say otherwise. Check the limited footage I got. But my granddaughter was probably about 15 minutes or less into, definitely underneath in half an hour, I would say, 15 minutes or less into this ordeal this morning when she was able to use a classmate's cell phone and call my wife Cynthia about it. Okay. Cool. Totally understood. And I understand that when a situation like that arises, you want to try to get people away from the situation. The way that this high school is set up and the way that the city has grown around the high school, basically. That they basically took the kids and walked them. What I would say would be the basic equivalent, if I use New Orleans as an example, they basically walked them the equivalent of if you left the river, the Mississippi River in the French Quarter and walked into the French Quarter, they probably walked them the difference between the Mississippi River and where the federal building is over there on Royal and St. Louis. You know, going in another direction, maybe from the Bienville statue to Harris. You know, so like two, three city blocks, two, three, four city blocks. Not, it's not like they just took them across the street, you know? So, I assume that just like my granddaughter was able to read Cynthia, that just so happened to be Cynthia when we first heard about it, and then Cynthia turned around and called me about an hour or so later to go pick her up, that there would be several other students and several other parents that would be informed that know about the alleged rendezvous point. The alleged away station for all you uh, Star Trekkers out there. Are you Trekkies? I know. I know Trekkies, right? <laughs> so by the time I got to where the away station was, because 
I am, I'm going to be real with you. I didn't hop right up and go running because I knew, number one, that I trust the balcony of staff over at that high school. I have to. You know, my granddaughter goes there. She's, you know, parish school board what may have you. I got to give the general everyday benefit of the doubt to the faculty and staff of the high school and in what course of action and plans they have until something different comes about. Now I'm not saying that today was an example of something going about. However, technology I think outdid their plan today. And here's how. If I, as a result of a second phone call, because remember, there was a call, there's either a call to Cynthia, a second call to Cynthia, or a recorded message sent to Cynthia. Because here in this area, and I don't know if this is out by you, this is something fairly new to me. It's the first place I think I've ever heard or seen this exist. But when this school or or this school system, I'm not exactly sure if this is a whole system-wide thing or just this particular school. It might just be this particular school. But no, I think it's actually system because I think the little brother who's over there at the middle school, one of the middle schools, gets one too. Whenever the school wants to get a message out to the parents, that number one person that's on file as A1 Guardian. In this case, it's Cynthia. In our case, it's Cynthia. Cynthia's listed A1 Guardian because she's the blood relative guardian. I'm I'm the married, I'm the secondary guardian by marriage. You know, they send out record pre-recorded messages. Like they'll sit somebody down in front of a mic. You know, kind of like all those years with me recording commercials for radio stations <laughs> or drops or things like that. Send them in front of a mic, record the message, probably be about one, two minutes tops. And then they automa- automatically send it off to all the phone numbers that's listed for all these students. So they send it, they probably sent out like, let's say, one one point phone number per student and let's say that of course you know you have siblings what may have you so next year for instance they're not going to need two phone numbers to send out a message for the school for my grandkids they're just going to need one to represent the two kids so you're probably talking somewhere in the vicinity of I'm going to take a wild guess and say somewhere between 1700 and 2000 phone numbers okay and that's on the high end I'm willing to hear an argument from anybody that would say it was a fewer a lower number than that you know I you know if somebody had a convincing case to say it was anywhere between eight and twelve hundred phone numbers okay either way it goes the point is is that sent out to a lot of people due to technology so if I can receive it secondary from Cynthia who probably received either A, one of these automated messages or B, a second phone call from our granddaughter 
based upon the way she was able to get access to a phone. Imagine how many other people not only got the message some way, somehow, but are already at the away point by the time I get there. Now, granted, like I said earlier, I didn't hop up and rush down there, what may have you, because like I said, I feel like I need to have some sort of benefit of doubt and faith in the faculty and staff of the school, right? But by the time I get there, it's an absolute cluster, thanks to technology. Because had this happened 20 years ago, and when I was in high school 20 years ago, we did have a couple of instances where it was not a drill. Where somebody called in. So, as a matter of fact, going as far back as middle school, having threats, you know, the faculty and staff have had to, to do what they had to do or, or, or put their plan into action or what may have you. I don't even know if these if these faculty members going as far back. We're talking about going back as far as, as like Hurricane Andrew era, you know, 1992, 93. I know that uh, faculty and staff had to, had to, move kids around due to a perceived threat. Okay? Now, back in 92, 93, going all the way up to 98 when I graduated high school, I would probably, I probably would have been in the initial 15 to 20% of students whose parents would have been the first one to find out. At least one parent would have been the first one to find out because my mom was a teacher slash guidance counselor. So she was friends beyond them being, you know, faculty or, or teachers of mine with my teachers. She was friends, friends with them. You know, like these would have been the people that my mom would have went and met and hung out with on the weekend going to the movies or a bar or whatever you know what I'm saying you know that social aspect and that stereotypical oh I'm going to hang out with other adults type situation where hell a couple of them could have been teachers at the school that I was going to or could have previously worked at the same school my mom did whatever right now, high school, for me, was an extra no brainer because my mom worked at the high school I graduated from. Those who don't know me, New Iberia Senior High. Yes. The Mrs. Daniels in the guidance office is my mother. The Mrs. Daniels in the front office then and now is my aunt. Okay, so I'll go from that. <coughs> now that I got that cleared up. So... Back then, I would have been, and if this was a middle school situation because of these reasons, I would have been in that rare percent. But the vast majority of people, 20 years ago, how long would it have taken 20 years ago in comparison to now for a parent to find out there was some sort of threat at the high school or the middle school and and the school are taking these actions, these preventive measures. Like best case scenario back 20 years ago would have been that somebody 
would have gotten access to a landline phone. Because back 20 years ago, I'll be honest with you, 20 years ago, if there were 10 cell phones in the entire school, at my high school, with a student population of about 2,300 and a faculty population of probably about 250. Or at least 150. I don't know what the number is. Let's say 150. You know. If there were 10 cell phones at that school, from the principal all the way down to the freshman who just got there, who just moved to the school, or in that case, sophomores, because we didn't even have freshmen in my high school. Once again, for those who don't know me, look up the history of my hometown. We had a freshman high school. You know, one of the last few remaining ones in the country back then. Which is now its own four-year high school. So shout out to Westgate and shout out to New Iberia. Um, as I was saying, if there were 10 cell phones in that entire school, I would have been shocked. This is the 90s. Okay. Today? 2019 to 2020? With a school population with the same numbers, let's say about 25, 2600 people, human beings from age 14 to, to, to 75, roughly, is concerned. If there isn't close to a thousand cell phones at least if every other if one third of the people there okay I'm gonna give it a direct percentage one third of people there don't have cell phones there then then I would be surprised and yes I know all the students but I don't even know I don't even know what it is these days in reference to us can the students have the cell phones with them now have we got to that point you know, can, could they could they not just be on it like talking about during the day? You can have it with you, but but don't get caught using it. Is that, is that what's going on these days now? Because I remember, I mean, there was a point where nobody had them. Then people brought them. Then they started making measures towards whether or not they should have them. And you know, world and technology just advances to where yeah. A functioning human being, or let me even make it more detailed, a functioning American over the age of 12, it's almost, you know, it's like having a cell phone now, it's like having your car keys. You know, matter of fact, a preteen or a teenager having a cell phone, in my opinion, now that I think about it, is like having their first pair of, of house and car keys. You know? That's, that's the equivalent these days so I don't know what the parameters is but back it up so it's a cluster a line of parents a block long a line of guardians a block long trying to go towards this away station you know I'm not even going to put out where it is I don't think it's my place to really give all these types of details in this situation because this was the real situation you know I don't want to give out exactly how it went down but those who know, know. Those who want to know more could find out. <laughs> you know, hashtag Google is your friend, right? So there's a line of adults a block long trying to pick up their kids because they didn't walk the kids down here to the way station. Like I said, the equivalent of probably about two 
maybe three city blocks. We're talking about at least a half, uh, you know, a, a half mile, mile, whatever. You know, in in car terms, is not long. Walking by foot in 50 degree weather at the beginning of the winter season when you're just coming out of the 70s here in South Louisiana. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have wanted to do it. You know, so. Cluster. So by the time I get there, they're now telling them, parents, parents all turn around and go back to the high school. We're bringing the kids back to the high school. You can check them out there. School must have to all clear. So they're going to walk the kids back to school. We're going to have to get back in our vehicles, head toward the high school, find somewhere to park in reference to the high school because keep in mind, they're still going through their procedures and responding to a threat. So entrances into parking lots in like half of where you would normally park in the school are blocked off either by cones or officers of the law, vehicles or both or all three. (laughs) You know, so... Now I'm parking. Now I'm personally parking the equivalent of where their football stadium is, and stereotypically, you know that the comparison to where the football stadium is, in comparison to the front door of, of your given American high school, is usually not right next door to each other, right? So there's your little added walk for me in reference to it. Then they have us in line outside, we're on the street. They have the street in front of the high school closed off, diverting traffic in all kinds of directions. Remember, keep that in mind in reference towards having to drive around the school to find somewhere to park. You know. Now, I'm giving y'all all these details, and I'm going to cut it off short here. I'm not going to say about the extended standing outside in reference towards checking it out, where they only had to have X amount of people in line to come in and check the people out. You know, they did what they had to do. I'm not beefing about that. And I know I took all this time to say, welcome to the rabbit hole. But my main point is this. Why is this here, mid-November, and quite possibly the third verifiable threat to this school this semester? Why is this the third time around? this semester that class for the entire school has been interrupted and the street in front of the high school has to be blocked off by police officers sheriff's deputies while you have SWAT team members in their full-fledged greens looking like they're wearing wearing um gas uh, protection suits from my days in the military the army you know looking like stereotypical SWAT I mean all the way down to the to the Humvees or the armored vehicles have to go through the school with dogs you know why is this like the third time 
this semester. No, I don't mean this calendar year. No, I don't mean like in the last whatever amount of years. I mean like in the last two to three months. I mean since school started in mid-August. It's mid-November. They've barely been in school three months. They've had one official on the calendar holiday, if I'm not mistaken, and that would have been Labor Day in September. You know, they're a couple of weeks away, tops. A couple of weeks away, tops, from being off of Thanksgiving and about a month or so away, maybe five weeks tops, from being off of Christmas and New Year's, which flips into Martin Luther King. You know, so it's not like you're locked down for seven, eight weeks in a row and having to go to school. But even that frame of thought is beside the point. What is going on to where a school in a a non-assuming high school in a non-assuming town, which is usually how it always happens anyway though, right? Unfortunately, non-assuming town, non-assuming school, tragedies. Just because the one from yesterday, unfortunately, is something that actually went down, you know, and and it was in LA, doesn't make it any different because you still have the non-assuming school aspect, in my opinion. You know, I don't know what's, what, I wouldn't know what school in LA if it existed for really any other reasons you know I don't know what schools in LA are like so I just want to know why is this the third time second or third time this semester this school year that something like this is happening at the school where I think at least on one other occasion Cynthia had to go pick her up you know, or Cynthia got up from home, went pick her up, or had the vehicle, or had her vehicle, whatever. You know, I might have been out of town. It's crazy. You know, it's just ridiculous. I don't understand. And and I wish somebody could give me some understanding. You know why? Somebody. And I'm and I'm assuming that. I mean, I don't know. Technology kicks in again. Are bomb threats made with emails? Or we still looking at the whole phone call, anonymous phone call to the landline, the secretary's desk or whatever, make the threat randomly hang up. I mean, is that how it's done these days? Um, I don't know. I don't even want to speculate or analyze into the into the logistics of that. All I know is that it's happened more than once in in under two to three months. And I think it's ridiculous. My other point I want to make today is what happened right after. Okay, so we know that other aspects of school life, things have made news and social media, so on and so forth. Um, there was the video from earlier this week or last week of the woman uh, going to 
the school and and whipping her child's ass publicly, so on and so forth. Now, granted, I must say that I did not see the video. I have not seen the video. The information I know I've only gathered off of what you out there have been saying. If you're on my friend list and you shared a comment or opinion or a status on as I've scrolled through the timeline, that's basically what, what I've gathered was the gist of the situation. Okay. Now, to it, also, apparently, there was a story out there about a woman kicking an autistic kid down some stairs. Once again, I have not seen any footage of said situation, what may have you. We're probably less than an hour removed from me actually even hearing about that one. We're less than an hour removed from me hearing about that one. But actually, the details of each story is not even the point of why I'm bringing this up. What I'm bringing up is, and this is just one example because it happens many other times, many other places, what may have you. Well, somebody will will make a comparison between two things and try to throw and place the elephant in the room as more often than not something racial. It's going on because, oh, this situation happened to this person, but this person did basically the exact same thing and only got this for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like case A is is the minority person and 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 and, and she did something or got, got caught up on something and, and and got the book thrown at her while person B would be the non-minority person in this particular case. And she did somewhat of the exact same thing that person A did or a variation of what person A did. Person B only got a slap on the wrist about it. Look, I get and understand, and I was going to use the two stories of the two women that I recently heard about with children in school situations as the comparison. If I use those two as comparison, from what I basically know is this the punishments or the things that each one of them make, yes, you can have individual episodes as to the merit level of repercussions that each one of them or each one of any given two people that you try to make that comparison to have. You can have individual episodes. I I could take individual stories straight off my timeline on any of the multiple social media sites that I'm on, you know, and and have an individual episode strictly on the merits of that particular story, that particular article. <clears throat> My point to things is this. I hope for people to have more accountability on social media. And I know it might sound wishful thinking like, and I hate that it is, but... I wish people had more accountability when making said comparison. Like in this case, one question I asked in reference towards the examples of the two stories that I've given you earlier. The result of the one who went and and whipped her child publicly 
apparently got her kids taken away from her. Like I said, I ain't never seen the video. I'm only scrolling through my timeline. That's what things say. I see it more than once. You know what I'm saying? From different sites or what may have you from different people, whatever. So, okay, I'm going to go with it. This, this, is, this is how it is. This is what y'all say it is. And okay, for now. Now, I'll definitely go back <laughs> and read details into it. But I feel like I, I have some positive level of social media ingenuity, intuitiveness, so on and so forth. So apparently, the one who went a whipping got her kids taken away from him. The one who kicked the child down the stairs, allegedly, only received some sort of summons to appear. I don't know. I don't know. Okay? Letting you know right now. Don't quote me on this. This is just how I'm hearing it. Welcome to the rabbit hole. Like I said, the details of the situation is not even necessarily the point of. The one question I asked was, well, are these two people in the same logistical realm? Is the way I'm going to generalize the way I normally ask my question. Because I need to know. If you're going to compare two situations between two instances between two different American people or 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 people in, in two different situations here in America, can we have some general connection between the two comparisons outside the fact that 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 like I said in, in using these two stories again examples the fact that they're both women and one is black and one is white and and the fact that this happened in in school situations like cause cause making all these comparisons when you then take a half a step back and realize you know and once again I don't know the states right off the top of my head you know they both could even be in the same state and I'd still have the same point but even if you know you take a step back and let's say Texas you know you got one that's happened in Texas and one that's happened in in Oregon <laughs> I'm like how can you even go through the details of organizing what's right and what's wrong and what's unjustified about two given situations when they're using two different groups of people in the system like it's not even in the same state like I can I can depending on the context of it all I can almost give somebody the benefit of the doubt like once again let's say Texas and and they want to make a comparison of something between like Dallas and Houston I can almost give somebody the benefit of the doubt if they want to make a comparison you know using Louisiana in terms between something that happened in Shreveport and something in New Orleans depending on the circumstance depending on how how big of a set of circumstances it is you know how how widespread the context of the situation is you know I wanted to probably hear somebody but when you ask a simple question well okay you have a problem with um, the overall organization behind both of these instances. 
using the two stories I said earlier that I don't know much about. They're both school related. So now you're upset with the school. You're upset with the, the education system. You're, you're upset with the administrations, administration of school. Okay. Well, considering that these would be two different administrations and two different school systems and two different cities or states, not even in the same school system. So it's not like, you know, you have the same superintendent who did this, this one time and then older, but this other time in the same probable circumstances did this instead. No, you have that proverbial they, which is all encompassing and omnipotent. The proverbial they is somewhere between God and the devil, okay? <laughs> Basically, you know, it's like God, devil, and they, you know, might as well have its own category by now, the way they is used, you know, and, and I, I'm victim of it too. You'll probably hear me and you probably already have heard me use the proverbial they in the same exact way. But why the burial there? I was like, I asked a question. Okay, well, the, uh, is these the same two school systems? It's like, well, I don't know. I don't think so. So why would you have a comparison between two school-related instances and, and be judgmental upon administration when it's two different administrations making the decisions, like, in two different parts of the country? Like, Why? I don't I don't understand when people do that. Like um there was one about how uh a black lady used an address to get her child into a certain school district and she got caught and arrested and got sentenced to like years in jail versus old girl from full house and her college entrance scam, what may have you, and she may only serve 30 or 60 days tops. You know, like making those two comparisons, like, come on, bruh, the justice system don't work like that. It's, it's, it's not exact and absolute throughout the whole country. It's contextual throughout the whole country. You know what I'm saying? And that could be a good or a bad thing, but that's how it is. And and realistically, you know what I'm saying, outside of, of standardized minimums and what may have you, don't want to you don't want to standardize every single potential something that somebody could be criminalized for. Be ridiculous. You know? I'm sorry. That includes something like murder because sometimes self-defense is used correctly. And it's justifiably so. And it happens. Okay. So I'm not going to automatically say somebody needs to do 10 years to life. Because they killed somebody without knowing the contextual circumstances of this given case. And that's what I mean. So how can you compare one remotely connected situation with another remotely connected situation that aren't even logistically equivalent. That's my second point here tonight here, folks. That that proverbial they and the emotion that comes out with, with, with things. You know, I just, I just, you know, want you, the listener, want my people, 
me, us, all of us. You know what I'm saying? I'm not excluding myself from it. I have to monitor myself as well. I just hope you do the same thing too. And that's in just showing some accountability. Showing a little bit more accountability towards doing such things. Because the real, <laughs> you know, I don't want to sound whole tepish or anything like that. But the real is, is that it's just spinning your wheels, man. Just doing it like that. You know, like, you know, if it's something that has to do, like, within the same school system or the same general overall organization within stuff, you know, if, 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 if there's no major divisions separating the two powers in the given context of the situation, then, okay, figure it out there. But, no. Too remotely far out. Man, I think I've said too much right now. I think I've said enough, actually. Not too much. But, uh, thank y'all for listening, you know, to to my rabbit hole ramblings of a cat named Moose. Yeah, you can figure that out. Like I said, at Moose underscore Harris on Twitter and Instagram. Anthony B. Daniels is the personal Facebook page. And I have the Facebook pages for Moose Harris and my two radio shows, Urban Flosaurus and The Grapevine. You can catch all music that I do streaming on all what you're listening on right now. So, yeah. I'll see y'all later. I'm out of here. Peace.